Hey, everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I, of course, am Josh, and that guy over there is... I'm Christopher. And Chrissy always is, and still calling him Christopher. Like, you're not Christopher Robin, dude. What What's up with that? It's just, I like to change it up on you, just to keep you on your toes. Okay, cool. Uh, so we're Amazing Fantasy Football. Like I said, uh, we are here today to talk about some murky pass catcher situations. Oh, yeah. But first... How you doing today, Chris? I am doing amazing. Uh, football is back. Life is good. Is it? Yeah, tonight's Thursday, the Hall of Fame game. Oh, I thought Cowboys. you said football was back, not some stuff I didn't care about. Oh, please. Negative Nancy over here. Football is back. Uh, Cowboys v. Steelers. That's more or less all I know. Rudolph looked good for a drive or two, and that's about it. Okay. Like Josh said, it's it's not a whole lot to ride home about, folks. It's a Hall of Fame game. I used to I used to get super pumped for it, and then after like about eight years of watching it, I'm just like, I don't care about any of these guys in this game. After after a literal pandemic, after literal isolation, and after no preseason whatsoever, no, was it? There was some training camp last year. You still weren't hyped for the Hall of Fame game. That little bit of hype, now little, little bitty Josh was like, "Yay, football!" <laughs> no, no, yep, okay. Next segment. <laughs> so let's let's move on to some news here. Uh, what do you got for news here, Chris? News. I got a I got a I got a whole spiel. No, no, we'll, we'll be concise today, folks. But uh, it, it's kind of in a couple different spots here. So bear with me for a second. Let's start with. Rawr. Tariq Cohen. Oh, you said you said bear. So, was, right there you go. Bears. Being, Tariq Cohen. I was being a bear. Uh, quote: uh, Tariq Cohen is weeks away from returning from the ACL. Not good. Leaving lots of targets available. It's a good point. Um, they're talking about maybe he might miss like the first week or two or something. Right, right, right. From what I read, um, right. Yeah, I think that's a little more significant. Uh, uh, update on Eagles first round pick Devontae Smith. He is expected to miss two to three weeks with a sprained MCL, per sources. Smith underwent an MRI on Sunday that revealed the injury. This is from Adam Schefter on Twitter. Uh, hey, man, it's a rookie. Rookie receiver, young quarterback. Hmm, we'll see. Crucial time being missed. That's I think that's the most yes. to be Rapport said about that. Being built between the, the quarterback and receiver, for sure, which is supposed to be really their number one guy, maybe. Um, Reestablishing rapport good point good point uh hey maybe that helps um shout out to ari i have no idea how to say his last time mirov on twitter he seems to be getting a lot of steam competing with the likes of uh shefty and all that uh giants okay. uh, wide receiver kenny Colliday is expected to miss two to three weeks with a minor hamstring pull suffered in practice this week as per p leonard and I don't know who said hamstring injuries are tricky and Galladay has dealt with hamstring issues in the past, but this one is not considered significant. We'll talk about him later in the show. Is more news, more news. A uh, couple quick notes. Forgive me. Real, real quick. We're quick yeah, go ahead. Kenny go ahead. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's only two or three weeks. He is, he has switched teams. So he's dealing with a new quarterback. And if these hamstring injuries continue, is he going to be like the next Al Alshon Jeffrey where it's like, yeah, this guy could have been really great, mm -hmm. but he just has hamstring problems like crazy, you know, which is Army. a thing with, which is, can be a thing with receivers. It really does. Mm -hmm. It's it's a real thing. Um, You know, the one thing I have to say about that is, you know, maybe do some stretches before the game. <laughs> just saying. 
Thanks, Coach. Um, last couple things. This is also somewhat significant, uh, in my opinion. Uh, again, Shefty on Twitter, a Colts head coach, Frank Reich, said Pro Bowl guard Quentin Nelson has a bone issue in his foot like Carson Wentz. Oh, I missed that earlier this week. Uh, and he will undergo surgery today. Uh, forgive me. That doesn't give me the weeks. I can like click on that. Yesterday, the day out. before. No, I meant the weeks that he might miss. Okay, I don't have an update on that. Forgive me, folks. Uh, last one. No, that was it. That was it. We're good. And so normally, you know, like, I know I talk about, a lot about offensive lines, but, like, Quentin Nelson is one of the best the, guards yep. in the league. Top if not, If five? not the best. Top five, probably? Might be, like, top three. No, Zach Martin's better. I said top three. You did. But you also said could be the best. I said maybe. Anyway, so... Guards, they're they're pretty important, and when you're talking about the left side of for the Colts' sure, offensive sure. line, where it's the left tackle is is in question at the moment of whether Eric Fisher is going to be ready for the regular season. It sounds like he's maybe not going to be, mm-hmm. and you're getting a. I'm sorry, which a position par is to, Fisher? A, a par left to tackle, subpar right um, left tackle right. in there, and and now you're for throwing sure. in the the injury where Quentin Nelson could miss a few weeks as well. It could be some real problems on that the left side of that of that I mean, line, I mean, and I mean, and that and that really like with Wentz missing, you know, about, like at least a, a couple of weeks probably is from what everyone's thinking or everything that is being said about him, you know. So now you're thinking, well, what about Jonathan Taylor? I mean, so okay, so I wa- I did that that video on Nick Chubb and I watched all of Nick Chubb's video um, game film from last year and everything, and they were having some problems running to the left side of that line because Jedrick Will- uh, Wills mm-hmm. is um was was a rookie last year and he he did okay at PFF. And you also expect wise. improvement, uh, but like a, from a Chubb, all, every one of Chubb's best runs were to the right side. So Taylor can th- thrive. I guess with with a bad left side, but I don't know if there's going to be some missed time by both of those, by both the tackle and the guard on the left side of that line. Mm-hmm. It could be some problems for potentially an inexperienced quarterback and now a running back too. So. Amen. I would, I would say two statements. Number one, me and Josh are looking forward, uh, mostly during the regular season, during matchup, uh, time, um, giving you some insight on offensive lines. We'd like a little more evidence to behold for the 2021 season, because that is a hard thing to carry over from the 2020 season or from season to season. Uh, and, and, and secondly, uh, is that, uh, yeah, when you're splitting hairs at the top of the draft between like a John, you know, top 12, top 24, whatever it may be between a Jonathan Taylor and a this or a that. Yeah. It means something or, 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 uh, I mean, what are the Colts pieces are we looking at receiver wise? Maybe none of them. Yeah, Pittman's Pittman's doesn't cost a lot, so I digress. Yeah, but, let's, let's... but with Wentz out, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It it, it can trickle none down. None of them. But it's not like Wentz. It's not like there wasn't already a baked in discount with Wentz being the healthy, a healthy Wentz. You're like, we, it was still a question mark. Is all I'm saying. Okay. So, like I said, we're here to talk about some murky pass catcher situations. Um, I, I am covering the team with time, some tight end problems. The two teams, let's put it that way. Mm. Um, let's. Why don't we start off with the, your favorite team in the world, Chris? Not the Dallas Cowboys, but the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They have a bit of a wide receiver problem in the sense that we just talked about Devonte Devonta mm-hmm. Smith mm-hmm. here. And so, time. like a lot of that kind of gets bounced out the window a little, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, 
he's also he's also got walking into you know Jalen Reger, who was their who was their one What's of their top picks in the second round what? or first round. Second yeah, I think round? it was a second, second round. I think yeah. But he's he's coming into his sophomore season, and to a lesser extent, we have Travis Fulgham, who at times like had some good game sure. or some you know some pretty fantasy. Let's put it this way: some pretty fantasy relevant games last season. He kind of went by the wayside when Rager came back, and Deshaun Jackson too. Yeah, yeah, um, there last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but Rager was more or less he was pretty useless in fantasy last year. Um, he had ne- he never had more than 55 yards or five receptions and or five receptions in a single game, not and or. Yeah. So his best yeah. game was five was targets or five. Yeah, it's not good. He did. Rager did miss five games. So there's that. But when your stat line is like 55 targets, 31 receptions and almost 400 mm-hmm. yards in one one touchdown I mean, in either- nine games or I'm sorry, in 11 games, that's not really all that good. Could be an example of a rookie not getting a uh, a rookie getting an abbreviated off season. Who knows? Could be, could be. But there was then there was some rookies that excelled too. So and and Rager's regular stats and, and his usage didn't really change all that much with Jalen Hurts coming in towards the end of the season. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean that that's just like with that low stat line, I'm really not all that interested in Jalen Rager. And so I'm gonna like like. Let's move on to Devonta, Devonta Smith because I do have some stuff written down about him, and mm-hmm. we'll kind of we'll we'll call this we'll call this injury something to keep an eye on, but nothing. Let's assume that it's nothing to really affect his his ADP right now. Let's do Not like right let's, let's yeah, move forward a little like that. early, but yeah, yeah, a little early, a little early. Fizzing so my the only the, apparently the only knock on Devonta Smith coming out of the draft was his size. He's not big. He's six foot. Um, what, what is he like a buck 70? That is a skinny really, That is a really, really, really thin wide receiver. And yet he still went in the first round. I, I do not understand. I know he was great in college. I know you have something mm-hmm. to say. Just hold on. It's, I fine. just like, I don't, why? I don't know. Col- there's a lot of college receivers that are elite in college that don't amount to anything in the NFL. Go ahead. I was just going to say the one player that comes to mind in terms of size reference that uh, obviously is on the positive side of, uh, of uh, comparisons is Marvin Harrison. I think he played in his heyday in the NFL at 175. That's saying something. Okay. So uh, that's all I was going to say. Just that was the one player reference that kind of came to mind in terms of if you really want to kind of give him a super ceiling outcome, <laughs> one of the best to ever do yeah. it. Marvin Harrison. You, you you know what? You're absolutely right. Six foot one seventy nine. Mm-hmm. But this injury is concerning at this point in the year. A little as bit. As far as we know, Devonta Smith is, has not been indicted for murder. Like Marvin oh Harrison. my goodness! Yeah, it's no. <laughs> or invest. I'm sorry. Investigate. Investigate. I don't want to say I forgot okay. about that. I just yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so here's the problem with Smith and Reger is that, it, and I think it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he threw for over a thousand yards in five games, and if you extrapolate that out, and it's in blah 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 blah, the real problem is is that he only threw for fifty two percent of his uh, uh uh he only completed fifty two percent of his passes mm-hmm. in those five games. It was a lot of legs, and and it's just a continuation from his college of stats more or less too. He wasn't that he wasn't that um accurate as a college passer either. 
Now, before anyone says anything, I know Josh Allen came in the league the same way. He wasn't very accurate in college. That could have just been due to a lack of wide receiver talent around him. You could not say that about Jalen Hurts. He played with Devonta Smith in Alabama. He played with CeeDee Lamb in Oklahoma. You cannot say that he was lacking in wide receiver talent in the two college stops that he had before the NFL. Mm-hmm. He and was look, just he he had accuracy problems in college. Look what happens when uh, Diggs shows up in Buffalo too. Yeah. So here's the thing. Devonta Smith is coming off the board at wide receiver 30. That's and that's at like pick 706 right now, as of right now. Are you in on Devonta Smith at wide receiver 30 at 706? Injury aside. Injury aside. Which is fair with that what ADP. Do you think? I think I don't think there's been enough time for that ADP to move. Um, I think I'm out because of how I feel about Hurts. Here's okay, so here's that's and now here's reaction. some guys that are going behind him who I personally would much rather have. Yep, 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 and these are all wide receivers here, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton, LaVisca Chenault, um, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy, weirdly that two of those guys are on the same team, Curtis Samuel, et cetera, et cetera. All those guys are going, Mm -hmm. they're all going behind Devonta Smith. Yeah, none of them are probably going to be elite wide receivers, but I would much rather have pretty much all of them. You know, if you wanted to put Devonta Smith in the category of like maybe a Jerry Judy or the D or like maybe the Curtis Samuel, like, you know, the same tier. Sorry, I said category, but the same like <laughs> tier, I guess, you know, it's not, I'm not on board with that, but if you personally wanted to, you as in the listener viewer, course, you know, whatever, whatever. cool. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's your own personal preference, but I'm not, I'm not down with this. And Jalen Reger is more or less free. So don't draft him. You can just wait. You can just wait and see what he does in week one, and then probably not much. And then you can, you know, throw a few fab dollars out there, spend yeah. a second or third tier pri- well, waiver priority on him, and pick him up. If you really want Jalen Rager on your team that much, mm-hmm. um, let's move on to the tight end situation in Philly, which is probably the more um, the more, the more prudent discussion. situation. For sure. Here's the thing that I here's the thing that I wanted to start off with. And because Jalen Hurts is their quarterback now, he threw for 80 touchdowns in college. He Only 15 of those 80 went to tight ends. Now, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily indicative of yeah, Hurts not using tight ends. And all, but yeah. at the same time, it's also, like, it's also a knock against him. And here's what Goddard did. I'm going to start with Goddard first. Here's what he did when he played with Jalen Hurts at the end of the 2020 season. It was only three and a half games, but he only racked up. 5.43 targets in those three and a half games. You know what Ertz did? He racked up 5.65 targets in four and a quarter games with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and not a lot guys, of targets, man. And both guys are back. That's the kind of frustrating yep. thing. Regardless, of And here's the thing like about QB. Jalen Hurts, too, is that supposedly mm-hmm. he was really hampered by that Philly, Philadelphia like wide receiving, uh, you know, the pass oh. catchers in general. The only new one in, in town is Devonta Smith. And That's if he's it. Not ready to, what if he's not ready to go? Yeah, From then it's just the same thing all over aspect. again. Yeah. Yeah. And he's okay, okay, so he's okay. Dallas Goddard is he's going to he's actually going at a respectable tight end nine off the board. Thank you, um, everyone putting uh what's his um oh man. Uh Ertz. But no Goddard. No, the guy Goddard. in in Atlanta. The rookie. Oh, uh, uh, Pitts. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for putting Pitts for absolutely no reason to tie it in for. Don't say anything. Um, (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, Goddard's going in a respectable tight end nine. That's that's the very end of the seventh round for, for ADP. That's that's not bad. I can kind of get down with that actually. Um Ertz is going to tight end twenty. That's um seems a little low. They, this I mean, if if Ertz is not traded and, and at this point, I don't think they're gonna trade him. It's it's way too late in in of the offseason. I mean, we're past off season. We're in preseason now. I doubt they're trading Ertz at this point. What, what I, do you I think? Would tend about, to agree, I would tend to agree with you on that trade uh, comment. I think they're. I think they're going to wait till regular season. And I think any team that really wants to tie it in that much, they're going to wait and see what they're going to do with Ertz. And if anything, this is kind of a this is kind of a, a, a tiresome argument. But mm-hmm. wouldn't the Eagles want to maybe potentially? I'm I'm throwing this like it's kind of more or less an. Um, a rhetorical question out there, but wouldn't sure. the Eagles want to focus Ertz to try and increase his trade value? Like, I think that comes down to win the win loss column. Yeah, and, maybe, and, and how they feel about Hertz in five six weeks. I don't know when uh, the bye week is, and it's a long season. Uh, but I don't believe in there. Go ahead. Did you have something to say? Well, here's the thing: Would you rather have Mike Gesicki at the eight oh seven or um, Goddard at the very end of the seventh? Kaseki. Me too. Yeah, I, I I love Goddard. I really I mean, do. I was gonna say my I have a bit of a negative opinion on Ertz from a kind of a real football perspective. Yes, he he's a, he's a receiving tight end. I get it. Yes, I'm high on Pitts, etc. I don't mean to make make a comparison there, but like I've always liked Goddard better as a more complete tight end. That has always been my favorite tight ends in the league. I'm a Witten fan, you know. Like he does both well, and I think you stay on the field more, and I think you help your team more, and you know, in real NFL, but uh, that's kind of my stance on Goddard and Ertz is it's just a lot of cannibalization, you know, a lot of which guy do you pick? There's better guys out there like a Gasecki in that area. Let's let's uh, let's let's wrap this up real quick here. Mm-hmm. So like just to kind of cap it all off, like I'm kind of staying away from all these guys, you know, yeah, like I, I so. might I'm and, and you know, and the guy I'm really rooting for is is Travis Fulgham just from, you know, he was completely underdog going into thing. into his situation last season and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it's not really more or less a fantasy wise, but more of a real like a real life story sort of thing because he was um, you know, just kind of a nobody going into last year or even the, like halfway through last year he was he was a nobody. But I mean, with this fight between Goddard and Ertz and everything, until we hear more out of training like camp and practices or and everything, that'd be great for fans. Like, and who's to say that? Like, honestly, the the, the Eagles are going to be best off using a twelve personnel set. They really are. Oh, for and sure. So I mean, if gonna... they can pull a New England from a decade and a half ago or whatever it is now, yeah. But we don't think that's going to happen. All right. Who's who's the first team that a uh, murky situation that you wanted to talk about here? Uh, stay in the same state. Let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is this is as Josh mentioned earlier in the show. I've got just about ninety eight percent receivers. A uh, little bit of mention about a tight end battle later in the show, but mostly I've got receivers. Oh. Uh, uh, murky waters for my situations here. This is the Steelers. So we've got uh, Deontay with an ADP of uh, five oh seven. I didn't put their positional one on this first one. My apologies. Keep going. Uh, ADP, look ADP, ADP for Deontay is 507. Juju is 802. Claypool is 701. I did that out of order to keep you on your toes, folks. <laughs> uh, so when I started researching uh, this show and this particular situation, my my thought immediately went to how often has Big Ben supported a two or th- two or three fantasy uh, uh, valid wide receivers, uh, if not. Excellent. You know, 
excellent. Excellent, um, excellent stance to take on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I just, I just went back uh, from this point backwards. You know, twenty twenty backwards. I didn't want to go into the annals of time. Um, so twenty twenty, uh, Deontay wide receiver twenty one, Juju wide receiver twenty seven, Claypool wide receiver twenty nine. As we all have heard, uh, beaten to death this off season. Uh, that was an unhealthy Ben and kind of no run game. Uh, offensive line injuries. Now they've lost offensive line, so that is important to keep in mind. That's not a, it's not a positive necessarily. Uh, Twenty nineteen Deontay rookie season led with fifty nine catches. Jalen Samuels had forty seven. So I just kind of stopped there and threw this year out. Oh, because, oh, throw throw twenty nineteen. Throw twenty nineteen out because Big Ben. Yeah, it it was Duck and 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 Mason Rudolph, Ducky Rogers. I don't remember what his name is. <laughs> anyway, no Rudy offense, and buddy. Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges, thank you. Uh, 2018, Juju finishes as wide receiver 10. AB finishes as wide receiver 2. This Mm. is by points per game, folks, because I kind of wanted to leave injuries out of it, although both these guys were very consistent in those years. I was going to say, I thought Juju was like 8th overall in – it was 8th wide receiver. This is half point. I guess I didn't mention that. Uh, Fantasy finishes. Yeah, we always do half. I thought he was – I could be mistaken. Keep going. Uh, 2017, A.B., wide receiver 1, Juju, wide receiver 16, Martavius Bryant. I just put that in there to mention this name because that's like a blast from the past. Uh, Wide receiver 58. Um, Wow. But they do throw a ton. Uh, So I'm kind of in the school of thought here where I believe Najee Harris is going to be a big player in this offense. I think the team wants to run more. I don't think they want to be – I have it right here. I think they were second in passing attempts last year behind an awful Jaguars team. Uh, I remember how many wins Pittsburgh pieced together last year. They fell apart at the end of the year. They don't need to run this much. They don't need an unhealthy 18-year veteran quarterback. Um, They – uh, 65.48% of pass plays last year. Again, that was like first or second. Uh, league leading 656 pass attempts. Uh, they will run a ton of three wide receiver sets, though. I think they will run out of a lot of three wide receiver sets, but I think it still puts that third guy into play. Uh, but with the decreasing volume that I'm kind of forecasting here in the passing game, and yes, maybe an increased efficiency with a better run game, because uh, that can be get more points. Uh, I'm still going to err on the side of the offense can only support two top 24 guys. Uh, and the third guy can be maybe a wide receiver three and the tight end is probably more or less fantasy relevant uh, or at the very, or at the very least too hard to predict week to week. Uh, given ADP, it's hard to not see the value in Juju right now. I also believe Deontay takes a step and leads uh, a potent offense in reception and curbs his drops based on value. Give me Juju, and based on targets slash volume, give me Deontay in this murky situation, and give me Claypool as a wide receiver three. Uh, Claypool, I think, still slots into wide receiver three, wide receiver three territory, but I have uh, to go with the fact that Juju has uh, had other suitors in the offseason. He's still very young. Big Ben's arm isn't what it used to be, so I like Deontay's route running and Juju's slot role. Uh, to get the vast majority of these targets and kind of leave Claypool hanging out there as a wide receiver three. Um, so I think as my rating, ra- rankings stand now, I might need to uh, move Juju. So that's where I stand on this murky ba- uh, this murky wide receiver core. Do you know where they're going in ADP? Not positionally. I mentioned their ADP at the beginning, but I didn't mention their positional ADP. Positionally, that's, that's what I was looking at. I'm sorry. For sure. My no, bad. we wanted an update on that. Go ahead. Oh, I do have it, sir. Why did I put it down here? Wide receiver. No, that was last I do year. Not, I do Go not. ahead. Go ahead. That was last year's finish. Um, Go ahead. 
Um, never mind. No, it's fine. It, it's it's Deontay, then Juju, then Claypool. I don't think it's I don't think they finished that way. I think it's Claypool on top and Juju and then Deontay. Yeah, I remember doing good. these notes and remember back to your Claypool opinion. What was interesting about doing these notes and this research was it changed my opinion on Juju. That's a good value. And I think it's, they got a good real life contract. He's going in the ninth, you said, right? Eight oh two. Eight oh two. Oh, I think he's risen like a round. I think he was going in the ninth. Okay. Hey, maybe I'm one of those dudes. You know? Uh, All right. I, I mean, I've changed my opinion a bit on Juju for sure yeah. after doing right. this research. So moving along, I got I got the New England pass catchers. I mean, this – I don't know. I don't know how you drunkenly got me to agree to like this or the, the my next team after this, is, which is the Bucks. But, yeah – um, Chris and I got a little drunk last week and I somehow <laughs> no got talked about. into the New England pass catchers and the Bucks pass catchers. And I don't know what I did. Like, I feel like I'm being punished. Water. Um, he's definitely putting Josh in the corner here. Um, but so this past off season, um, I think that they are looking to run from the 12 personnel set. And if you're not familiar with the, with the phrase, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's a like a two wide receiver, two tight end, five offensive line, a quarterback, and a running back, right? It's it's basically one back, two tight ends, do the rest, do the math for the receivers. Exactly. Eleven personnel is one back, one yep. tight end, three receivers. And are are we? And and I'm I'm asking you like, and this is a rhetorical question again, but are we into a Gronk Aaron Hernandez situation from like nine years ago? Like. Do- do, do it looks like Belichick they're trying to force like that. Belichick's seen out, and he's like, "I'm going to relive the glory." <laughs> he start he starts calling Johnny Smith, Aaron Hernandez. He's like, "Aaron, get over here!" Um, coach. He's like, "I'm, I'm Johnny." Um, yeah, and I just want to like, hey man, I'm, Belichick I'm not, is I'm a personal genius. Like, I think they're horrible drafters, but he works with what he's got. Man, go ahead. I'm sorry. I guess. Um, the Patriots spent big off, uh, big spent big money this offseason mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. all these pass catchers I'm about to talk about, and that would be mm-hmm. Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry first and foremost. Jonu coming over from the Titans, Hunter Henry coming over from the Chargers. If everyone forgot, um, neither one of these players have ever played a full 16 game season. Let's no. start with that. That's not good. Um, Hunter Henry is at his best catching the ball over the middle, which is good for like a Belichick and which also happens to coincide with Cam Newton, who th- weirdly throws the ball best over the middle. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that Hunter Henry is the guy to target, but, um, and John is definitely the more athletic tight end than Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is more of a, like an, when NFL standard wise, he's more of an okay to like, like an average to slightly above average, you know, athlete. Whereas John New Smith is like athlete. Oh, for you know? sure. For sure. Size, speed, specimen, um, man. He's a, he's a beast. Yeah. And maybe John New was just in the, like in the wrong system in, in Tennessee. And John New definitely comes with a, um, a big caveat of having Marcus Mariota as his quarterback for, I'm majority. sorry, the first two and a half years of his, yeah, of his yeah, career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, like it didn't really get like it improved once Tannehill came in. He went from he went from thirty targets to forty four and sixty five. Like once again, never played a full sixteen game season either. His best year with Marcus Mariota went from two fifty eight to like four hundred and change. Mm-hmm. You know, like it mm-hmm. wasn't a big jump from from Janu to um, Tannehill, which Tannehill did use some tight ends in Miami. You know. Uh, and that is beside Gasecki too. 
Um, Hunter Henry, so, yeah. mm-hmm. on the other hand, he does have some better stats. Like uh, the last couple of years, he's racked up a, a little over 600 yards and over like four, four or five touchdowns. More or less, you know, so inherited that Antonio Gates role, didn't he? If memory who's that? serves. Uh, Hunter Henry. Yeah, it, but but to a much Not lesser like, extent. Obviously, yeah, yeah. So right now, according to ADP, Johnny Smith, he is tight end 12 coming off the board at 10.04. Not bad. Hunter Henry's tight end 14 at, at you know, the 12.04. So they're roughly going they're going exactly two rounds apart. Which, I mean, which one do you rather have? Just a quick take. What would you rather have, Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith? You can Cheap. say neither. The cheaper one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. I mean, New England's just I, I, and honestly, like, and years, here's man. and here's my take on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. John is the guy with upside. He's the guy sure. that could he could be the he could end up being the tight end like five on the season and, and with consistency too, as long as he stays healthy. But I mean, I, I, like, I don't know. I, I like and and Hunter Henry. I feel like is probably the safer guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he is, like he's has the better career stat wise than Johnu. They're they played roughly the same amount in the league, the same amount of time and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm gonna go like if I if you put a gun to my head right now and said choose, it's easily Hunter Henry, and for exactly the reason you said, he's cheaper yep. Yep. and he has a better historical uh, like stat line. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna roll with Hunter Henry. You know. Mm-hmm. And until there's and, and until there's any sort of update of like which one's the more preferred or whatever, and who and honestly, who's the actually going to be the starting quarterback? It sounds like Cam, but you yeah, know, we and we didn't include right we didn't we include this quarterback situation because it really sounds like it's Cam right now. So yeah, and plus, just again looking at the offensive weapons, we're in, we're a fantasy show. I mean, what do we really expect here? And I think we got you know what I you know what I expect out of these wide receivers. I expect them to be stinky. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know what I expect out of these offensive weapons to not be on my fantasy roster. That's what I expect. Yeah. So I mean, I'm willing so, to miss. like, so the, the, and the Patriots spent up for Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. I don't have no idea why. Like, why would you not just take a lot of that money? You could have gotten Nelson Aguilar cheaper than yeah. what you spent on him. You could have mm-hmm. not picked up Kenny, mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Bourne. And then you could have maybe make a real a, a genuine stab at Kenny Galladay. But I, I, I would say the two, only two names that I might be interested in most of the leagues that we're broadcasting to would be Cam Newton for the for the sh- literal uh, uh, Konami code quarterback in the in the what fourteenth round? What's his ADP? Undrafted. Doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying is you could take two quarterbacks, take one running quarterback in Cam Newton, and hope for fantasy gold in the running quarterback. Number two, Jacoby Myers. I feel like has some 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 PPR value there. Like he seems to be getting a little bit buzz. Although I heard a positive Nikhil Harry report today, but that's neither here nor there. Oh my God! Yawn. I'm staying away. I'm staying away. Okay, so next? I'm going to go with I'm I, like I'm just going to start off with I'm going with none of these guys. Yeah, like yeah. as far as the wide receivers, but like just to reiterate my point here, I didn't realize that Kendrick Bourne. This is going to be his fifth NFL season. Fifth. Mm-hmm. Do you that's know what his bet. average? You know what his average stat line has been in his oh, career? 442 sh- yards, 7 points or I'm sorry, 2.75 touchdowns per year. And this is with this is coming in with a scattershot Cam Newton and mm-hmm. or a Mac jo- a rookie Mac a Jones. Rookie? Like rookie, yeah. I'm sorry, I said Matt. I said I meant Mac. Mm-hmm. 
Mac. So I'm completely staying away from Kendrick Bourne. Um, here's a fun fact about Nelson Aguilar. Did you know that he was born in Nigeria? I didn't know that. When you say it, it sounds familiar, but I can't claim like I knew didn't that. Didn't know that? No, I don't well, think so. I didn't know that until a couple of days ago. Um, he stood. He, he ended in 2020 as like the, the Raiders' best receiver for whatever reason. He didn't score eight touchdowns. Um, Worked that short The only time he's Carr. ever done that yeah. was in 2017. And yeah, that's four years ago. And because of COVID, it seems like a lifetime ago. But he only felt he fell four yards short of hitting 900 yards with the Raiders last season. That's really not that bad. But no. he didn't. He did that almost nine. We'll just call it 900 yards on only 48 receptions. Yeah. Didn't suddenly he was the, a deep threat. Didn't the Raiders draft Henry Ruggs to be the deep threat? Like yeah. what? Yeah. They like. I don't get it. But his so so uh, Algalar's like career has been more or less 682 yards per year and a little over five touchdowns per year. That's really not that great. He is coming. He is coming off as wide receiver 61 off the board in the 14th round. So it's I mean, I guess cheap. if you want to really take a stab at someone, you know, there's you're looking, at your, you're looking at your but here's, here's some guys going around him though. Here's some guys uh, that are getting uh. drafted around him. Tight end, Tennessee Titans tight end. Anthony Ferkser, I love him as a real, like, completely punted tight end. I'm yep. going to go with Ferkser sort of guy. Um, rookie Rashad Bateman for the for the Ravens. Ooh. Amon St. Brown is still going in, like, the 14th yeah, round. surely those guys are going to rise. Jacksonville okay. Jaguars, uh, wide receiver Marvin Jones. Rondale Moore, the guy you loved going into the draft, Rondale yeah, Moore. Yeah. Give me all those guys. These Give are all guys, guys that are going right around Nelson Aguilar right now, who I kind of would, maybe not Rashad Bateman. But like those other guys, I would much rather have than you know Hollywood Nelson Aguilar. Isn't Hollywood out for a whole minute or something? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it, it was it was just it was it's it's hard to say. That's why we didn't report on the news. It was a blip. It was kind folks. of vague, so it we didn't report blip. anything on it. I like the blip term. So what, uh, that's more or less kind of stay away from a lot of these guys. It, maybe if you wanted to take a stab at Hunter Henry or Nelson Aguilar, sure. Because mm -hmm. I mean Nelson Aguilar is potentially is the alpha there. As no, of right for now, sure. for sure, if that eighty. So I mean, like, I mean, free. if you're taking an if you're taking a number one wide receiver on a, on any NFL team in the fourteenth round, I mean, that's not a bad deal, I guess. Yeah, it's like your and wide then, receiver and, and like then take seven, your kicker, you know? kicker and defense, and you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's like almost the end of the freaking draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, that's not terrible. That's not really not terrible, but I would much rather take a stab at Amon Ra St. Brown. Like, oh, so much. Oh yeah, all those um, guys you mentioned, all those guys. Yeah. They might be gone. What's your point. next? What's your next uh, situation? Well, it's uh, Steelers v Cowboys uh, tonight for the Hall of Fame game. So we're going to move right on from uh, to the to Dallas Cowboys, um, like my shirt says. Um, I'm going to mention the ADP, and I do have the positional ADP in every single one of my notes from here forward. I believe um, Amari is going off the board as wide receiver 16 at the 408 overall. That's the 408 wide receiver 16 CD. <laughs> Ooh, is wide receiver 11 at the 310 overall. He passed yes. Allen Robinson. Yes. This is getting a little out of hand, folks. Hey, I, I'm no. all for I'm all for the player himself. I just anyway. Gallup, wide receiver 53 at the 1201. Uh, Jarwin, uh, tight end 22 at the 1501. Dalton Schultz is free. Uh, as my notes read here, I love Jarwin's ADP right off the bat. There, I think that's a steal. Talking about Ferkser and things like that. 
I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I right there with I, you. I understand included. I think he's being forgotten about. I do too. I think Schultz needs to be mentioned, and we'll get to that. But let me let me let me continue eh. on. Um, I hate CD's ADP. Is, is my first two notes. Uh, problem is, it may mm-hmm. not change much. CD might stay right where he's at. He might, God forbid, go up more. Uh, volume is the king here in the Dallas offense. Uh, uh, I'm a Dallas fan, but we're all fantasy football fans, and we've watched what the offense can do over the past year and a half or so with this lineup of receivers. Um, can Dak, uh, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, and this O-line, uh, and of course the other pass catchers, support this many viable fantasy options? Because I think we all can understand that a quarterback, a good quarterback, good running back, good offensive line can raise the all you know all ships raise with the tide. Uh, mainly, most importantly, in this conversation, uh, CD and Amari. You know, uh, what what do we believe can happen there? Um, I thought I had more on him right there. I digress. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, you have to mention Amari's injury, but uh, all reports are it's all precautionary. He's going to be fine. Oh. I think we get a little scared when we hear Amari and injury. I get it. I felt the same mm. a week ago. Uh, he's lost some weight. That seems to be a theme with the Dallas, uh, uh, especially defense. Uh, but it's encouraging to see a guy like uh, Amari, who's actually been rocked up his whole career. He made a reference today in terms of uh, Julio, uh, Julio Jones because they played together at Alabama and how he saw the adv- adv- advantages right. of having a bigger frame. Um, so I'm encouraged with that. I'm not encouraged by this uh, CD uh ADP raising this high because I was starting to come around for maybe him being the guy, but I have to I have to backtrack a little bit and remember that this is all camp hype. I do believe in the player, and we're not talking dynasty today. That is a completely different situation. So, uh, g- given their ADP, I have to take the cheaper guy in this situation, and I almost believe, given this absence, I, I get it. Yeah, I I feel bad saying it. I really do. Don't get me wrong, folks. As a Dallas fan, I really want to, want CD to. I do think he will be the guy eventually, but Amari and and Dak have a have a rapport. Uh, you know, if this wide receiver 16, 4, uh, 408 overall lowers more on Amari, I'm getting even more of a bargain because I still think this is a, this is a la the Rams a couple years ago. This is a la uh, give me a couple other wide receiver situations, uh, Ridley and and Julio two years ago or whatever it was. Uh, this is that kind of can, can I interrupt you real quick? Folks. No, I'm more or less done. You're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it, you said Michael Gallup was at like wide receiver 50 something. Yeah. Are we just completely, we're, I think we're making well, a giant mistake by completely writing him off. That's a good point to mention, um, in terms of value. I, I think I, we have a, I mm-hmm. think we have a similar, uh, not, not quite the same situation as the team I'm about to talk about with the bucks, mm-hmm. but where there's a lot of mouths to feed and there's going to be an odd man out and, there's going to, I think there's going to be some weeks that where Michael Gallup's going to get his, where he's going to be fed. And it's just going to be a matter of like, he was open. So I just threw him the ball and he did fine. You know, like he's a fine wide receiver. He's probably a wide receiver too on any team. He just, the Cowboys happened to fall in the CD lamb last year. And they were just like, yeah, what can we pass this guy up? You know, to that point, Um, assuming a healthy, a healthy Dak, I think we can see that wide receiver 53 from Gallup raising to a wide receiver 36 and above. Like, like you said, like a Tampa yeah. situation, like uh, you know, I don't think uh, it's going to get that high by the time the season starts. And I think no, not his Michael ADP just where get he finishes. Not his ADP oh. where he finishes. I think okay. he could be a legit okay. wide receiver three. 
even if so here's here's something i I, and i'm I'm sorry i don't have i should have wrote down where i read this because Mm -hmm. it deserves it like it's a really great analogy and why this particular writer i i really wish i would have wrote it down Mm -hmm. but he made it out to be like cd lamb is the guy that's going to be a home run in any particular game and it's probably going to be more often than not whether it's actually getting touchdowns or he's just racking up catches and yards uh, Amari Cooper is the guy who's going to get you the singles, doubles, and contribute and whatever. He's still, yes, he's still a valid member of the team. And he's still going to be fantasy relevant. But what do you do? You want do you want the the boring guy who's going to get the home run every once in a while? Or are you going to get the guy that's going to get a home run every like third, second, two or three games? You mm-hmm. know, like and that's CD Lamb, and that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm like this guy knows what I'm talking about. He p- totally put my thoughts into words. Like CD Lamb is the better receiver. I know you don't agree. You, we don't have to agree on it right now. I never I know said you that. like Amari Cooper better. I never no, you've said, said that. in the past. You've said in the past. Whoa. I think Amari is the better fantasy pick to have. Period. I okay. don't think that's a you've said in you have said in the past. Do I also think Amari, Amari could very well end receiver. up the Cowboys quote number one in terms of touchdowns or yards whatever sure he could but oh yeah mean but what, that, of course that's CD's possible. a better player cd cd is yes. getting dez comparisons in camp dez has gotten was getting rave reviews in training camp year in a year out what he would do what the show he would put on and yeah he's kind of a showman cd is getting those same comparisons is is it to your point is yes he is going to be that in guy. that respect okay he's going to be dez he's going to be michael Irvin. he's going to be number 88 he's going to be every bit of oh, that no. player and now, i'm now, just now talking like about CD fantasy anymore. i'm just talking about fantasy 2021 and i'm still okay. me and you are on both the same fence I'm just on the Amari side, and you're on the CD side. But I'm telling you, man, give me a couple weeks, and we'll see. But I don't. You know what's weird is we could both be right. I know. That's what I'm getting at. That's why I think it was very important that you mentioned Gallup's wide receiver 53, 1201 overall ADP. Is that I think that wide receiver 53 is going to be much closer wide receiver 36 at the end of the day with healthy deck. Yeah, I I kind of glossed. I kind of glossed over, and I think you mentioned a good point there. I would just come full circle real quick to see real quick to CDs rising adp that's what it comes down to folks there's other guys i think we're like an hour or a mclaren or a mclaren at uh that area of the draft that ah, maybe i can get a cheaper guy there i really think that we're at cd ceiling i don't see him riding his thing any higher oh i hope and if he does and i'm sorry where 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 is he going right now as as far as like round and pick wise is cd is wide receiver 11 he's going at the 310 I'm not going to make him my wide receiver one. That's my problem. I'm sorry, you wide receiver one? It, well, at the 310, if I go to, if I go running back, running back, he's going to be my first wide receiver oh, drafted, and I'm not going roster. to do that. No, 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 no. Okay, we're on the same page there. We're on the same yeah. page there. Yep. If I'm going wide Which, receiver heavy I, and he's my that's, wide that's receiver That's kind of what sucks about And I'm going to have to reevaluate that when we redo rankings is and that it comes back to his I don't want CeeDee Lamb as my – and he's a wide Man, receiver I, 11. I, he is I, literally you know a wide receiver. He is literally a wide receiver one right now. Wide receiver, wide receiver one, 11. yeah. Yeah. Over Allen Robinson, just behind McLaren, if memory serves. McLaren. Gosh darn it. I'll get it right yeah, one dude. of these days. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have Irish family and Scottish. Anyway, um, that's all I got on Dallas. Yeah. Mm. Hey, do you know what time it is right now? It's tree turning in the morning. <laughs> It's definitely not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
All right, let's move on to the Tampa Bay situation. Once again, I hate you, and I hate the situation, and I hate myself for allowing myself to get talked into it. Um, why did Antonio Brown have to resign with the Bucks? It would have just made it so much easier. I could have stood on the rooftops and shouted my love for Chris Godwin. I'm sorry, Rod Christopher Godwin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's why he goes by Chris now. Um, yeah, was, that was after 2019. He was Rod God after 2019. Not so much after 2020, but I'm sure we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, anyway. Well, he was injured last year. Okay. But, I mean, like, I would love Chris Godwin if it was just – Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and then it could be like, well, I like Mike Evans, but now we have Antonio Brown again. And here's the thing. And we have, like I said, like I kind of alluded to earlier, is that we kind of have a similar situation as in Dallas, where I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans have two completely different skill sets. And I don't know if they're quite on par with each other as far as talent. Mike Evans has a particular set of skills, which they're being big and, and, and big. You know, he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the greatest hands. He's just a big guy that has slightly better than average speed, you know, NFL-wise. He's a red zone target. He's a great red zone target. Exactly, exactly. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm not really on board with Mike Evans is that he's kind of touchdown dependent. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. I kind of want to, like, I want to recap for the 2020 season a little bit first Mm -hmm. just to kind of give some context of what my thinking is going forward. Mike Evans, he's the only guy that uh, played in all 16 games last year for the Bucks at the wide receiver position. The problem with that is that he definitely got banged up somewhere in the middle, and his production really went down. I think it was like a foot injury or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. He played through it, and he had the most yards per reception at 14.37 yards per reception. Godwin right. comes in second in that respect with at, at the 12.92, so almost 13 yards per reception. Not that far behind. He did miss four games with a couple of different injuries. I think at one mm-hmm. point he broke his uh, a couple of fingers or whatever. And then he had, I think, a concussion or a hamstring. I, I can't remember exactly what the other one was. Concussion it was definitely sounds a, right. Concussion sounds yeah. right to me. But, I don't but if you take if you take Godwin's stats, if he had played all 16 games, kind of extrapolate him out, he has roughly 1,200 yards, 10 and a half touchdowns, and a, right about at 100 receptions. What's that, that is like great. Wide receiver 18 16 or something like that. What's feels that? About right. It feels like it'd be right around wide receiver 18 or 16 with that, maybe. Maybe higher. 14? If he would have finished the year with all 16 games at 1,200 yards and 10 and a half touchdowns and almost 100 oh. receptions, he would have been like the wide receiver, like a top five wide receiver. Oh, really? Okay, my bad. Yes. Had he played in all 16 games, but he didn't. He only played I understand. In 12. Yeah, extrapolated, of course. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and you can kind of allude to who my favorite is on this in this list. Um. And as we know, um, A.B., Antonio Brown, he spent the first half of the 2020 season uh, suspended for being a knucklehead. We won't go into that. We're talking about fantasy football here. Um, But if he would have played the entire season, if we take those 18 games and more or less double it, he would have had 120 uh, targets. That's not bad. 120 targets. I mean, that now you have three wide receivers, all three of them, with over 100 targets. That's not bad at all. Um, granted OJ Howard was injured for the majority of last year, but even then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so 120 targets for what my, uh, Antonio Brown would have had extrapolated out 960 yards and eight touchdowns. That's not too bad. You know what that would have ended up, you know what that would have gave him as far like if he would have actually got those numbers for the entire 2020 season, he would have ended up at about wide receiver 25. 
you know where he's going right now? He's going at wide receiver 40. Mike Evans, he's going at wide receiver 15 in the, at the 405. Chris Godwin is wide receiver at 17 at mm. the 407. Two picks. Evans is going slightly ahead of Godwin. And so like we were talking about earlier, usually the school of thought is if two guys are just going real close to each other, Take the cheaper one. You go. You go. That we go with the cheaper one. And I, I think Chris Godwin has some more talent. Yeah. I think if he stays healthy for the entire season, he will end up being the better guys to have. And in the fourth round, you could easily make. I really, I really stress people should take Chris Godwin over Mike Evans. But if you, either one of these guys could easily be a nice wide receiver too for your team, if they and Chris Godwin mm-hmm. could, and I think Chris Godwin is the one that could easily finish. As a wide receiver, one could, maybe not, but could. But Antonio Brown, and here's really where the value is. Like I already said, I mean, you're getting a guy who could could flirt with being a wide receiver two in the beginning of the or like about the middle of the ninth round. Yeah, that's money all day long. Yeah, his his um his um his stats might regress a little bit, and that mm-hmm. is a negative regression for those keeping track. Um. Just because he's gonna, he's a year older and he is in his thirties now. He's in his early thirties, but still, um, I know Tom Brady really likes Antonio Brown and yada yada yada. But I think Chris Godwin is his talent is going to rise above the other two, and I think he is the guy to have. And in the fourth round, the mid fourth round, that's not a bad price at all. What say mm-hmm. you, sir? Uh, I'm a believer in his talent. Um... I know I, that, but I mean, I just, as, I think, in respect I think, to the other two, I think Evans has been a, has been a great player. Don't get me wrong. I just like you said, it just as far as athletic talent, as far as route running, I just think he's not as talented as Chris Godwin. That doesn't mean fantasy wise that he's necessarily going to rise to the top. But given the ADP, given a healthy Godwin, given Tom Brady's favorite receiver is the open receiver, I like Godwin this year very much. So, as my wide, in, about, in particular as my wide receiver too. What do you think about Antonio Brown? Um, I don't like him hurt. They're hurting the value of my guy, but, um, I absolutely believe he's a top 36 wide receiver. Like I think, I mean, he could be your wide receiver ridiculous. He could be top 24. Like you said, um, no, I like, I I I like that value play. I say he could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a good guy to Dude, have on like your first team. If, top three in the league last year in, in how much they threw. If, they if threw you kind of punted on wide receiver for whatever reason in like the earlier rounds and you're kind of doing like a, for piecing lack of together, a really piecing together your term, wide receiver three and your wide receiver four. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you have a lot of wide receiver twos and threes on your team and you're just constantly rotating them in and out, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of playing matchups. Antonio Brown's going to be one of those things. All these guys are probably going to have their day where they're going to be fantasy relevant, which one of them is probably going to have an odd man out sort of, you know, mm-hmm. game where it could be easy. It could be, it could be Evans and Godwin, or it could be Evans and Brown, or it could be Brown oh, and sure. Godwin. And, one and of them is probably going to be left out at some point. And during the regular season to, you know, subscribe, tune in folks. Uh, we like to uh, look uh, more in depth at like offensive line and cornerback situations. So being in the slot, yep. you'll, you'll see, you'll see uh, a Brown's matchup be exploited depending on the week. My last thing is, is that it's kind of a, a little bit of a hot mess at tight end in Tampa Bay too. You have an, a really aging Gronk. You have OJ Howard coming back from, I believe it was an AC. Oh no, it was an Achilles. I'm sorry. It was an Achilles injury. And so OJ Howard is uh, hmm. Achilles didn't work out so well for Jimmy Graham. 
Um, I'm staying away from all these tight ends. Honestly, I don't really want an aging Gronk who was super touchdown dependent last season. Yeah, he finishes like game, a tight end yeah. eight, but yeah, I'm staying away. I'm staying away from all of them. So that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. What's your next situation here? Next situation I've got when I find where my document is, we are there. We've got the New York Giants. Uh, receivers i go into a little bit on ingram here let me let me finish up here uh, for the sake of time kenny g is going as wide receiver 21 at the 507 overall saquon is going as rb7 at the 107 overall makes sense darius slayton is free shepherd free uh, evan ingram tight end 17 at the 1309 Kadarius tony free basically uh remember uh important thing to mention right off the bat here folks is we're relying on jason garrett so just keep that in mind. Uh, take that as you will. I consider it more or less a negative. Uh, situation is getting even more murky with Galladay's uh, training camp hamstring, but it's minor. Uh, there's a historical t- statistical drop-off of wide receivers uh, joining new teams uh, in their first year, but he's dealt with hammies before. I think the QB O-line and coming into a new team is all baked into his kind of low-end wide receiver two value there already. So, and even if but he drops... Then. If he drops a little bit because of this hamstring news, I think he's kind of a get at that point. Ingram, I feel like me and Josh have been waiting on this guy's breakout for seven years now, LOL. Um, but seriously, injuries, subpar quarterback play, he's, he's, he's and quite frankly, playing very badly at times. Uh, the O-line has been an issue. Uh, but we're trying to see through, through the murky waters here, uh, through the murky situations. As a late-round tight end dart throw, maybe he hits. Nothing more than that. He's the type of guy you probably want to take a second tight end with. Uh, but that's where I'm at with Ingram. Saquon Barkley is a little more important to discuss here. Uh, remember, folks, you can be taken off the pup at any time before the regular season. I've seen these BS uh, Twitter videos. Uh, I've also seen Twitter videos showing him looking just fine on the sideline. The coach said that he's basically keeping up speed with practice away from practice. Does that make sense? So this is positive there. Uh, ACLs aren't a a huge deal anymore like they used to be. Uh, It's all about his health, though, here. And reports coming out of camp uh, on his recovery have been positive. Um, Ironically, though, he's averaging 10 games a year at this point, but he only played two last year. So that's important to mention. Um, So, you know, he's still at, what, top seven picks. So there's nothing to do there as far as uh, moving the needle up. Darius Slay is probably not worth a draft pick, but will inevitably have blow-up games, and somebody will pick him off on waivers. Slayton. Oh, did I say Slay? My apologies. Slayer? No, Slay. It's all right. Darius Slade. Uh, he's nothing more than a bi-week fill-in, in my opinion. I think Shepard might be the guy to look at here. I think if New York Giants and Daniel Jones and that O-line can support a third or, fantasy, third or fourth fantasy option, Shepard is probably the guy to look at, especially in a PPR. Um, he's missed some time. That's kind of the theme here with a lot of the, with uh, Barkley and Shepard. Uh, only 22 games played in the last two years. Uh, missed quite a bit of time in his career, average 13 a year. But uh, in 2020, he was wide receiver 35 in fantasy points per game. And that was with their quarterback uh, rookie at the time. But Daniel Jones missed a handful of games too. So, I mean, that's borderline wide receiver three right there on a what I would consider a bad year for the team. So who knows? Shepard might be a bargain at that value. Um, Kadarius Tony is the only other honorable mention here. He's a rookie. Uh, I, I don't expect a lot from him. I feel like he's Urban Meyer's toy, like his Percy Harvin, Curtis Samuel kind of role there. Uh, more of a best ball guy, uh, kind of a kind of like Darius Slay is, kind of an upside play, big play guy. I, uh, I did it again. 
Darius Slayton. Uh, That's cool. I find it funny. I, why did I, but I typed it that way twice. That's what's funny to me. Anyway, um, it's going to be you an You know what this battle. is? This is your Javante Williams. You Right. Right. No, it won't be. <laughs> Um, it's going to be an uphill battle for Kadarius Tony. Uh, the team just invested heavily in Galladay, as we discussed earlier. I think if uh, Kenny Galladay isn't ready to go, I think it's going to be more like a Shepard, Slayton, Ingram, and Barkley will pick up the slack. Uh, remember, Barkley could very well be sitting on another 90-catch season, folks. There's nothing to worry about with his injury just yet. So let's, that's where I'm at with New York uh, murky situation. I think so Shepard might be the bargain. And uh, Barkley's needles moved a little bit in ADP, but there's no reason to panic. Let's consider him still a top five to seven back. And Ingram might, might be a nice dart throw uh, if you want to really punt and take two tight ends. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I was listening, but I don't remember. I, I'm very tired. Um, where is Sterling Shepard going again? I didn't have his overall, but I've got his wide receiver. Where is it? 35. Wide receiver 35. I'm sorry. That's where he finished in 2020. This guy. Shepard is free in ADP. I said that earlier. Yeah, he's free. Like in the 200s or okay. 150s or something. Like it's just wow. like it's off, it's off the charts in most 14, 15, 16 round leagues. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a, I waited, I saved my last, very last pick as a complete like shot in the dark, Sterling Shepard. That's a potential right there. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to my last situation. And it is more of a love fest than a murky water situation, but it, it does bear worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is the LA Rams wide receiver, uh, pass catchers. Um, it's really down to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Woods is going at wide receiver 18, which is the very end of the uh, fourth round. Cup is wide receiver 20 at the end of the fifth or the beginning of the fifth. And the beginning of the fifth. Once again, if there, you got two guys that are real close together, you should go with the cheaper one. In this case, again, it is Cooper Cup that I like. I like Cup's talent and a little bit more than Robert Woods. I think, you know, I did that film study on, on Woods and I was just like, I walked away from it never really being all that wowed by him and maybe that was just because of jared goff mm. I, I will give him that caveat there right um but matthew stafford is their is his quarterback now and we both love and probably me more than you love love matthew stafford love matthew stafford um so both these guys could turn in could could revert back to their 2019 form and and really with woods the only problem with this 2019 season was he only ended up with two touchdowns and, you know, yeah. Woods has never really, he's never actually topped six touchdowns in a season, but he's done that twice. He could do that. He could do that with Stafford. Stafford yeah. He's going to probably have to do it from more of a distance because he's not the tallest, if memory serves correct, he's not the tallest wide receiver. But let's let's just kind of take a quick um, trip down memory lane to these 2019 seasons for both these guys because they are good. Cup was a wide receiver four in half PBR. <laughs> In 2019, part of the reason how I got to that championship, you know, um, and so Cup he had he had 94 receptions, um, over 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns as part of how he got to that wide receiver four. And Woods ended up in 2019 with about the same stat line. He had 90 receptions. It was more or less the same stat line. Only Woods ended up with with two tight end, or with two touchdowns, and Cup ended up with 10. And like I said, Woods could easily end up with 
closer to, you know, he could probably top that six touchdown total and get up to like eight this season. And Mm -hmm. they could easily both, I could really see a world where they're both top 10 wide receivers. Maybe a bit of a stretch. Like Dallas, but there's, I'd, I'd it, say top it, twelve. I'd say top twelve, or far I'd say top ten. But it's a stretch. Like, kind of, like and I said there's a chance. There's a chance. I didn't say it's a good chance, and I just said that there is a world and the infinite possibilities that they're both top ten wide receivers. It could easily happen. Pick one uh, to do that: Dallas or Rams. Rams. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And, there, and the only reason I say that is because I think that. Michael Gallup is just good enough to he, he to Michael Gallup is good away. enough mm-hmm, from both of them. And same same with uh, Blake Jarwin as well. Whereas um Tyler Higby, I don't think is as good as um Blake Jarwin. And I don't think Van Jefferson, at, at least from but what we've seen flips, so far, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. as good as Michael Gallup. So therefore sure, it no, could be no no, yeah. But on the flip side but of the speaking argument, of, speaking who, of Van Jefferson, oh, ahead, let's just do a quick pop in sure. on him. The the Rams did spend a second round pick on him last season. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do much last year. It's not even really worth mentioning what he did. And he's going free right now. So it's he's more of a guy like he's free. If so you, don't draft if, him. If you don't like draft the offense, him. Right, right. But right. he's a guy to keep he's a guy to like, you know, and I, I know Take on Yahoo shot. where you can like flag players and you can just kind of gauge their watch their process, you know, and free agency. The fantasy free agency that is. That's a guy to do that for, you know, maybe just because he could be a nice bi-week fill-in because he is on a Matthew Stafford offense. And Matthew Stafford has had three fantasy-relevant wide receivers at the same time in his career. Now, you know, like the third one was like, you know, wide receiver 36, but still. Was it Amendola? Doesn't say nothing. Saying that Van Jefferson can't be that way too. Sure. What's your last situation, Chris? We got to we got to get rolling. For the sake of time, we're going to move along real quickly, folks. I have the Miami Dolphins uh, wide receivers uh, to go through real quick here. Will Fuller is going off the board as wide receiver thirty eighth at the nine oh three overall. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver forty five at the ten oh six overall. Devontae Parker, wide receiver fifty three at the twelve oh two overall. Immediately, that wide receiver 53 sounds real reminiscent of Gallup's ADP. I'm taking Gallup all day in that situation. I don't think Parker's going to be able to be fantasy supported here. I think the two to talk about is Fuller versus Waddle. Fuller, first of all, you have to mention he's suspended for a game. And contrary to our point about taking the cheaper guy, I'm going Fuller all day here. Uh, in fact, I kind of hope Waddle shows out in like the preseason in like a game and then they like shelf him and then everybody gets all hyped up about Waddle. I'm I'm taking Fuller as the more or less the alpha receiver in this offense. I have a little trepidation with Tua. I just feel like he needs to show us more. Um, and you know, I don't think Alabama quarterbacks have the best record as, as far as I'm concerned right now. But uh, so that's where I'm at. I mean, Fuller, Fuller. I, we all know the story with Fuller. A lot of missed time, a lot of inconsistencies. I glance at his career statistics. You know, he had some really bad catch rate in the beginning of his career. Again, he had a lot of missed time um, throughout. Uh, I mean, we're talking 14 games, 10 games, 7 games, 11 games, and 11 games last year. The nice thing is 11 games last year was due to suspension. However, people have speculated was this because of performance-enhancing drugs. I don't yeah. know. What I do know is he had his career high in touchdowns of 8 and a career high in 16.6, and he really seemed to put it together mentally as far as I'm concerned and route running. Uh, so I have, I have a high opinion of Fuller here. So I'm still going to take that, uh, what I believe is his baked in discount with that one game suspension and some question marks. 
at the 903. Preston Williams is an honorable mention. He's free. If I don't feel good about Devontae Parker, I sure don't feel good about Preston Williams. I think Kaseki is more the second or third option to have there. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. <laughs> I would like to reiterate the fact that of what you said about Will Fuller is because I, I drafted him pretty cheap last year. And Ditto. Mm -hmm. I got to say, and I saw, watched some highlights and just a touch of game film on him this past offseason. And it, he did a lot more than what we'd ever seen Will Fuller he wasn't do just without DeAndre guy. Hopkins there. He wasn't, I run fast straight. It was, I run routes and I'm running routes pretty well. I'm doing mm. a little bit of, I'm, I'm kind of uh, channeling my inner nuke and doing a little toe tap on the sidelines and everything. Like he really showed me what he has the potential of being. He's not mm. as big as DeAndre Hopkins, no, but he's no, faster. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to miss that game. And I'm sorry, he's going in the ninth round. Is that what you said? Yep, 903. Yep. Yeah. Sign me and, up. and I think there was another player I forgot to mention this about. Uh, I digress. Uh, Fuller's playing Hakeem for a contract. Grant? No, no. Fuller's playing for a contract. Contract year. Yeah, he, he was a one year rental. But I'm just saying, dude's in a contract year. I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a it, tire adage, but. What's the term? Yeah, anyway, adage is a good term. Cliche? Yes. Narrative. Narrative. That's it. It's a narrative. Whether you subscribe yeah, to narrative I or said not, adage. it's up to I you. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so that's that. That's more or less it, right? Yeah, that's all I got for the Dolphins. Like I said, Gusecki is the second or third option I'd rather have. Fuller is the one I'm going to take a chance on at 903 as opposed to the hmm, cheaper sure. guy at 1006 for Waddle. Yeah. It's not always the cheaper guy is the guy to have. It's sometimes yeah, it's the more just, expensive one. I got a lot. Of, I got some quarterback questions and Waddle's rookie. Exactly. And just to kind of round out the Dolphins talk real quick, having watched all that Dol that Tua film, he mm -hmm. has the potential there. It's he really does, and a lot. Of, and some of his some of Tua's problems was just offensive line too, and they didn't do a ton to really address that. They did a little bit in in the draft. And I feel like he's season. got a nice deep ball. Like it's almost the flick of a wrist. He does, for him. and he and at times I thought he had a slow release, but then other times it was used just like I think it's like quick. just real quick, like whoop whoop, only with his left hand because he's left-handed. I heard somebody um, make a reference of uh, he's the type of quarterback that wants to see the throw. He's not so anticipatory. He doesn't anticipate as well as like your your yeah. Guys that was that, that was that is a knock against him. He yeah. he lacks. Some there, there's quarterbacks, but we're not talking careers. about Tua here. So. Right, 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 right. You know, he does he does have potential of being good. It's just and Tua can run the ball too. So I mean whatever. For fantasy that's important he's, to mention. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a real great like court like second like star scrub like a second quarterback on a in a super flex or like a real great like third quarterback. You yep. know. Oh yeah. Give him yeah, third quarterback give him me all day. Yeah, anyways. All right. So we have been fantasy football. Once again, I am Josh. That guy over there is Chris. Um, if you're checking us out in YouTube format, you can always check us out in podcast format, pretty much wherever podcasts are available. You can even get them from Dimitri They're behind your lawn. local Taco Bell. Uh, I mean, go to Dimitri and don't get the Taco Bell. Um, you know, AFFB is better than Taco Bell. Um, yeah. any day of the week, really. If you are listening to us in podcast format, you can check us out in YouTube. Um, where and in the show notes we will have uh links to our discord channel we inc we encourage everyone to join we are trying to get a nice community together if we can you know mm -hmm. if you like us like him more than me i'm not a very good person i guess so they tell me 
Um, Jump in Discord. Get and some fantasy like, chatter going. Yeah, and um, like, share, subscribe, and give us some co- leave us some comments too. Chris likes the comments. I I do as well, but not nearly as much. Um, I'm just antisocial. <laughs> but until next time, have a good bye, everybody. Later, everybody. <laughs>